0: IT'S CHRISTMAS! Well, tonight, thank God, it's them Instead of you Oh, Christmas Day, my ass I'm driving home for Christmas Oh, I can't wait to see those faces Christmas to you and
1: all. It's a whole new year, 2024 to be quite precise, and after a January break to mourn the festive season just gone, I'm back with monthly episodes to bring some British festive cheer to your lives with Merry Brit'smas. I hope you had a happy new year and kept up your decorations until at least 12th night. I saw a house on my morning work commute with festive lights up until the last weekend of January and I salute them. I've been keeping some Christmas in my life by working my way through all the leftover festive snacks and drinks since New Year. I've had mulled cider, chocolate snowballs, gingerbread men and most interestingly a Swedish soft drink called Yulemust, a bit like root beer or Dr Pepper, lightly spiced and very refreshing that apparently sells more than Coca-Cola in Sweden at Christmas time. I recommend checking it out. But it's not British, so let's get back to the focus of the podcast and this month I share some more alternative British original Christmas songs, take a look at a 90s sitcom about counselling and explore a Scottish New Year tradition. One last note, I've considered selling some little merch bits this year with the logo of Merry Britmas on, maybe some cards or little tree decorations, let me know if that's something you'd be interested in and I'll aim to get something up for the festive season. Let's begin with a new year tradition all about beginnings. At New Year there are many traditions all over the world to help bring positivity and luck as the clock ticks over to a brand new year and fresh opportunities. I want to talk about a slightly odd but very interesting one that's still practiced in Scotland but was across Britain as well. It's called First Foot or First Footing. Let's picture the scene. Minutes to go until New Year, clock ticking down to the moment when all changes and a whole new period begins. The New Year is here. A knock at the door. A visitor. But who is it? You let them in and they take the first step into your home of the whole new year, and hopefully bring you luck and prosperity. This is the basis of first footing, but there are some historical guidelines. Firstly, the common idea is that it should be a man, perhaps a sign of ancient patriarchal attitudes. Secondly, they shouldn't be a fair-haired man. A dark-haired man is required. This is slightly less clear, but some historians suggest it links back to many years ago when the fear and danger of the fair-haired Norse invading Scotland was a genuine threat. Other folklore suggest a redhead could also be an ill omen, and this could be linked to connections of magic and witchcraft. Even more confusingly, across the UK, these ideas change. In East Yorkshire, it was clear that they followed the Scottish rulebook of a dark-haired man being the best of luck to cross the first foot of the new year. The North York Moors, however, said that fair-haired visitors were required. Perhaps they like the Norse a little bit more. Another key rule is that they cannot be someone who is in the house as midnight strikes. For example leaving after midnight and re-entering, which invokes bad luck. Sometimes to get around this a guest may leave the house just before midnight and then re-enter after midnight to ensure the positive vibes are maintained. In some parts of Scotland the first footer should bring gifts such as coal, coins, whiskey, or black buns, a Scottish fruitcake covered in pastry. Often food and drink is given to the first footer upon arrival as well, along with other New Year's celebrations such as dancing and entertainment as they arrive. Let's take a quick jump to the Irish Sea, where the Isle of Man resides, a self-governing British Crown dependency, so it counts for the podcast. They have a similar tradition of the Qualter, as explained by historian A.W. Moore. The Qualter, he or she, may be the first person who enters the house on New Year's morning. In this case, it's usual to place before him or her the best fare the family can afford. It was considered fortunate if the quarter were a person, a man being preferred, of dark complexion, as meeting a person of light complexion at this time, especially if his or her hair is red, would be thought very unlucky. So, it's a little too late now, but perhaps as we head into 2025, give first footing a try. Get someone lucky, whoever that may be to you, light head, dark head, Perhaps even a woman for a modern take, and welcome some luck into your new year. Let's jump to a TV show now that I never watched when it was on and haven't watched really before, randomly discovering it had a festive episode, so I thought I'd pop it on the watch list. Kiss Me Kate was a sitcom that ran on BBC One for three seasons from 1998 to 2000, starring Caroline Quentin previously gaining fame in Men Behaving Badly. In the show, she is Kate Salinger a counsellor who has to deal with her client's problems as well as her neighbours and business partner. The cast included Chris Langham as Douglas Fielding, Kate's business partner, Amanda Holden as Mel the receptionist, and Darren Boyd as Craig who works as a travel agent in the office downstairs. There were romantic entanglements between these characters in the show that played out over the course of 20 episodes. And we're about to get full series spoilers now, because the last ever episode, the final episode of season 3 was their Christmas episode, simply called Christmas. And by the final episode, Kate was romantically involved with Douglas's successful surgeon brother Ian, who was played by a legend, Bill Nye, an extra Christmas link due to his Love Actually role that would follow in the next couple of years. The episode begins with Kate coming home to Douglas with a rather large Christmas tree. Oh, God. God, it's enormous. God,
0: I didn't think I was going to make it. It seemed to be getting heavier as I was walking along, and then I realised it was getting heavier as I was walking along. There were birds roosting in it. <laughs> I stopped for a rest, and this dog peed up my leg. <laughs>
1: even though the grumpy Douglas has bought a much smaller one.
0: Oh, don't be so miserable. I never
1: have been big on Christmas. But it's lovely. If I knew you were going to buy a tree, I wish you'd have told me. Why, would you mean? I went out and got one this morning.
0: But did you? Really? Where is it? It's over there, look. Where?
1: There. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're not big on Christmas, are you? Hello. Scrooge had a bigger tree.
1: And Kate meets Ian in the pub, who has a gift for her. If I'm going to be taking you sailing in the spring, it's important that you have your own life jacket. Yeah. You can probably take it off now.
0: No, I like it. So how do I inflate
1: it? Call... No, don't, please don't. Just give it to me.
0: You don't want me to inflate it?
1: Not again, no. Ian has been put in charge of getting people to take part in a fundraising gala for a children's ward and somehow gets Kate involved. Don't have to be mad. Why? Don't be ridiculous. Would you do something like that? Of course I would. Would you? Yeah. Right, well that's one.
0: No, oh, no. You're right. I, I didn't mean
1: that. <laughs> Which leaves her somewhat worried, thanks to a nativity disaster.
0: The last time I was on stage, I was the Virgin Mary in the primary school nativity play. Aww. No, not R. First of all, I stepped on the baby Jesus, and then a bit later, a piece of scenery fell down, and my parents saw the Virgin Mary snogging a donkey.
1: <laughs> Kate then roped in Douglas Craig and Mel, but they struggled to come up with an idea.
0: Hard tricks of what Ian had in mind. I mean, let's go for something more simple. What about if we all sing a song? Oh no. Oh, yes. oh, come on. I mean, there are loads of big Christmas songs that everybody knows. What about, um, I'm dreaming of a, a white, white Christmas. Christmas, 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 Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not that one.
1: And Douglas tries to get out of it. Well, uh, I've got a suggestion.
0: What?
1: Why did we just not do this?
0: (laughs) And and completely let Ian down? Yes. Actually, Duckus, you are the only person that hasn't made a suggestion.
1: Yes, I have. I'm suggesting we don't do it. (laughs) Then Mel tries some singing.
0: I will survive. I will survive. I will survive.
1: I'm not sure you will. And eventually, Kate gets to singing. It's not
0: unusual, it's unusual it's to be loved by anyone.
1: It's not unusual
0: to have fun with anyone. And when I see you hanging around with anyone. It's not unusual
1: to sing. but it started to impact on her counselling.
0: He cancelled the game of golf just because he thought I seemed a bit low. I mean, that's unusual, isn't it? It just seems too good to be true. No, no, not at all. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone.
1: It's not unusual
0: to go out with anyone. Anyway. happens every day, no matter what you say. You know, it happens all the time.
1: Meanwhile, Mel and Craig have bought bikes for one another for Christmas after advice from Douglas. And Kate is given similar advice. Absolutely
0: no idea what to get Ian as a present.
1: Shame. Why don't you get him a bloody mountain bike? Everybody <laughs> else is getting one. Why leave him out?
0: Yeah. No. no actually, that, that's brilliant. Thank you. Yeah, no, and how come I miss that?
1: That is why I earn the big bucks. <laughs> and of course, there's some bike-based confusion as each person tries to hide the same bike from one another in the flat, thinking it's their gift. Douglas. Hello? I thought you were hiding my bike in your bedroom. Yeah? Right, what's it doing out here then? It isn't. Yes, it is. I just had to move it. It isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. It's in my room. Yeah, no, no, it's not. Come and look. No, come and look. No, you can't. No, come and we've got time for this. All right, let's both go and look. Okay, where? In my room. Okay. And then rehearsal for the Tom Jones number gets more confusing.
0: Five, six, seven, eight. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on?
1: What's, what, what's, what's five,
0: six, seven, eight? Well, I was counting us in. Why don't you just go one, two, three? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: okay, that would be good.
0: No, well, because that's what people say: five, six, seven, eight.
1: So when do you want me to start?
0: Well, on one, of course. If so
1: you missed out one, you started on five.
0: <laughs> no, do five, six, seven, eight, and, and then you come in.
1: So you want me to start on nine?
0: <laughs> no. All right, I'll make this simpler: two, three, four.
1: F- what five? <laughs>
0: And to one. Note. Right. No, OK. Um. Two, th- no. One, two, no. Ready, steady, go.
1: Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> And the episode ends with a gala performance as they take the stage, but a mistake from Ian leads to the stage trapdoor opening, causing them to fall through.
0: 234
1: it's an odd finale to be honest and you have to imagine they plan more series. It's not the most festive Christmas special I've seen and I can see why the show hasn't developed as a classic or even cult status. I vaguely actually do remember watching some of it with my mum when I was younger and it's not a bad show, there's some really good sight gags and Caroline Quentin's always very watchable. but. It's just not consistently humorous enough, and the moments feel almost too sitcom-y if that can make sense, as you know exactly what's going to happen, but without that build-up and tension that some sitcoms do well. Nevertheless, it's a breezy half hour if you want to check out some very silly festive goings-on. And let's end with some British indie Christmas songs that I doubt you'll have heard of before, but you should. I like to share underheard or underappreciated music, and I always repeat on here how many great original festive tunes are out there compared to those that get played again and again. So I use this first episode of the year to once again highlight some slightly alternative or unusual tracks from British artists that deserve to be heard. Let's start with Shadow Lark, a band from Leeds and a synth-pop trio who have released one album in 2021 called Avalanche, which was released via Vital Music. I'm not sure if they're really still around as their last posts online were in 2022, which actually is the reason for their inclusion today because they released a festive single then called Christmas Time through Branch Out Records. It's a softly jingling pop song that feels like a cozy hug by a warm fire on a frosty day. very little about the next artist, but I think it's a solo act and their moniker is Twitchels. They've only released a handful of tracks between 2020 and 2021. Their sound is a bit like 90s alternative rock, like pavement with a scuzzy feel to the guitars. And their festive song is called Ode to Just Like Christmas, and the last track they released in December 2021 for the Winnector Records Christmas album. The track is clearly a praising song for a great alternative Christmas song called Just Like Christmas by the American band Low. And although they probably don't think it can be as good as that classic, it's still very good.
0: All I want in here is just like Christmas. I always hear the same songs on my And every shop and
1: TV show is the same. Keep the cheese a babe. Stay
0: day. The, way, just
1: like the next artist is a little more experienced, but still very alternative. His name is John Cale and he was a founding member of the cult rock band The Velvet Underground. After the group broke up he continued a very long solo career, releasing 17 albums, and also producing music for legends such as Patti Smith and the Stooges. He's a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and was given an OBE in the UK for services to music. But across such a long career, and lots of musical turns and twists, we're visiting 1973 for one of his most acclaimed records called Paris 1919, and the opening track is called A Child's Christmas in Wales. It's not really a super festive song, but it's inspired by and references the Dylan Thomas story of the same name, and it's a beautifully lush pop song. finally let's end with some energy with our next act having released 14 albums since 1986 and a 15th due out in April this year. They've had massive smash hits like West End Girls, It's a Sin and a cover of Always On My Mind which was a Christmas number one in the UK. Alternative synth-pop duo the Pet Shop Boys aka Neil Tennant and Chris Lowe have been huge stars since their arrival in the 80s, becoming the most successful UK duo in music history, selling more than 50 million records worldwide. They've won three Brit Awards two Ivanovello Novello Songwriting Awards and been nominated for seven Grammys, but surprisingly winning none. I could go on and on about their influence, but let's get festive, as they released It Doesn't Often Snow at Christmas, firstly just for their own fans in 1997, and then a new version for an EP called Christmas in 2009. It's a fun, sleigh-bell-led synth song that's fun for a playlist for driving around at Christmas time and seasonal energising. hope you enjoyed coming back to Merry Christmas in February, or perhaps you're listening to this at the end of 2024 after a long festive feels break, unlike us weirdos that keep doing this month after month. Either way, I hope you like some of the odd British Christmas music I've shared, and let me know if you add any of it to your playlist this year. You can contact me via Instagram, x slash Twitter or Facebook, or Merry Christmas. Also just before I go, I've started a coffee, as in K-O-F-I. Because a few people ask me how they can support the podcast, and to be honest, I don't need much, but a hot drink may help me record it every now and again. I'm also going to look at a charity fundraiser towards the end of the year, so keep an eye and an ear out for that. I'll add the coffee link in the post below, and it's on my social media accounts too. And I'll be back in March with a new episode. An happy blooming Christmas to you and all.